Hey everyone, welcome back to Authentically Autistic. It's Mackenzie here. Today's topic is on the way that my autism presents. Um, I would say that I don't outwardly show a lot of my symptoms, probably mostly due to masking and um, yeah, but I guess a lot of people would probably say that I don't seem autistic, which is, again, absolutely ridiculous because a lot of us don't seem autistic because there's this very stereotypical idea of what autism looks like. Um, so I wanted to kind of share what um, my autism looks like and some of the things that I struggle with. Or just some of the ways that I am. Because some of the things aren't really struggles. They're things that I embrace about myself. And that are great things. Um, so I guess to start. Um, I want to start kind of with executive dysfunction. Because um, that's pretty common for people who are neurodivergent. Either on the autism spectrum or have ADHD, etc. Um, some of the things that it includes is things like emotional control, um, which is like dealing with your emotions and stuff. Um, that is something that I sometimes would say I deal with. Um, but for the most part, I think I deal with my emotions pretty well. I would say maybe I repressed them a bit when I was younger but I've become pretty good about dealing with my emotions um, especially being in therapy that's super helpful um, with inhibition that's the next one which is the ability to control thoughts feelings and actions um, I would say I struggle with this one and I think this one's actually why so many people on the autism spectrum have OCD and maybe why I have OCD and why we just can't seem to shut our brain off we think so much um I get stuck on a lot of thoughts too um so yeah that's I think has to do with this inhibition um I feel like I can't control my thoughts sometimes um but which you can I've learned in therapy that you can control your thoughts so it's something I'm working on I still struggle with though um, feelings I'm pretty good at. Actions, I would say yes. I am extremely impulsive. I always have been. And impulsivity is something that a lot of people who are neurodivergent deal with. And I would say that that is probably one of the things that I show the most outwardly. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. And this did show when I did my assessment for my testing to get diagnosed. Um, my ADHD testing came back with really high impulsivity, but I did not have high levels in any other aspects of ADHD. Um, therefore, I did not have ADHD, but it makes sense because... A lot of people on the spectrum are impulsive, and they told me that when I was getting my testing done. 
Um, Working Memory is another one, which I honestly didn't really know. Um, My memory is terrible. I would say my working memory is terrible too. I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with my autism or if that's just kind of how I am. But the next one is initiation, which is like starting tasks. I, I really struggle with this and I've never really understood why. And now that I know that I'm on the autism spectrum, I understand that I'm not just lazy and I understand why I procrastinate and why I don't do things that I want to do. It's because of executive dysfunction. So that has helped my mindset a little bit so that I don't feel so bad about myself and like shaming myself for the way that I am when it's something that I can't even control. Um, planning and prioritization is another one. I don't really struggle with that. Um, shift is another one. That's being able to go with the flow. I cannot do this. I I really struggle with going with the flow. If something changes last minute, um, typically like work, this used to happen a lot when I worked in a job that was, um, scattered hours and pretty, hard to know if you're gonna have to work late I guess um if I would be told right at the end of my shift that I need to work a half hour longer or an hour longer that would just make me so uncomfortable I don't even know how to explain what emotion it is that are feeling I just I just really didn't feel good I don't know if it's anxiety But that really, really is something that I can't do. Um, Organization, I feel like I'm good at this sometimes and I'm not good at other times. Um, I tend to have a pretty messy living space on and off. Like I tried, I want it clean, but again, I think the initiation is hard because I have a hard time starting it. Um, And yeah, it just keeps happening every day and it just keeps going and going and therefore never gets done um self-monitoring is another one um I don't really think this one really applies to me too much either um so yeah that's like some of the parts of executive dysfunction that I definitely relate with um some more specific things that are not related or are related but there's things that I've thought about throughout Um, Some of my journaling and self-reflection is that I've always felt different in a way that was very subtle, I think, Um, but just like not connected to the people around me in the same way as the other people around me. I just felt like I had friends in elementary school and middle school, high school, they seem to change um, each school I was at, except for I do have friends still from middle school. But I just felt like people outside of me had a better connection with more people than I did. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that was something that was perceived just by me and I just felt that way, but I definitely think the reason now is because I'm on the spectrum. So that is 
one thing that I have realized. Um, another thing is I have a really low frustration tolerance. I Situations just overwhelm me and I get so stressed. Um, especially with things, again, like I get frustrated when even something changes, like struggling with change or shifting, going with the flow. That can make me very frustrated. I think that was one of, is one of the emotions that I feel in that time. Um, so yeah. Um, another thing is I'm very detail-oriented. I feel like I see the world on a micro level compared to others. Um, for example... I work with kids, I always have, I worked with kids who had some behavioral problems and I always felt like I was the one to see all of the little things that happened. Other people just seemed to be so oblivious to what was happening and I would see all these little things and I just couldn't keep up with it all. So I mean, you have to kind of pick and choose your battles, you know? Um, but I just feel like I see such small things and even just like, details and what people tell me and the way people act and I don't know like I just I see things very differently um I don't know what it is another thing is like sensory things um I think light is really bright for me I mean I have blue eyes and I know that lighter eyes can make the sun more bright for people like you just don't do as well in the bright but I don't know, I've also dealt with headaches forever, and I think maybe that has to do with maybe the brightness, or maybe it's just stress and anxiety, but that all comes along with the autism. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as um, some other sensory things, um, I've always struggled with clothes, like jeans, um, I used to hate socks, like the seam on the top of the sock. Um, shoes are the worst. I still hate shoes. I can never find a pair of shoes that are comfortable. It takes trying on so many and I only find one and then I just want to keep wearing those and they get worn out and then I hate having to go buy a new pair because it just starts all over. Um, yeah, clothes are kind of just a nightmare. Also, like, I need to be super comfortable. I love my sweatpants. I love being comfy I hate looking nice because, not because I look nice necessarily, but because the clothes are not very comfortable. Like, I just want to be comfortable. Like, that's who I am. And that's something I did. I tried to dress like everyone else and follow the trends and conform when I was in middle school and, like, probably at the beginning of high school. And then at the end of high school, I think I stopped. I took that mask off and I started wearing what I wanted to wear that I was comfortable in. So I was like, who needs to like become like who needs to be look nice? I'm going to school and like I can just like look cozy and be cozy. And I wore a lot of the same things every day. Like not the same clothes, but like a lot of things that looked the same. And it was like a big topic of people around me. And it made me feel really like an outsider. Like I felt so different and I didn't really understand why it was such a big deal. And people would talk about it and I'm sure make fun of me. And I don't know. I've even talked to my therapist about this and she's like, well, people do tend to think it's weird when people wear the same things over and over. And I'm just like, I, I mean, yeah, okay, I get that. But like, that's something I understand already. That's not something that's past my perspective. 
but like we should be able to wear what we're comfortable in and like as long as my clothes are clean and if I want to have multiple of the same type of clothes or whatever like let me do me like I don't know I've been trying to take that mask off I wear clothes that are more comfortable for me even at work even if it's a little below the dress code sometimes that's what works for me um some touch things are hard for me like I don't like the feeling of chalk or like ceramics, sometimes paper. Um, when I was in gymnastics, when I was younger, I hated the chalk feeling in my hands. You use chalk for bars. It's like an essential. You use it. I always was using chalk. But then I couldn't rub my hands or my fingers together because I hated the feeling. So I always had to go wash my hands after my turn on bars. And my one of my coaches knew this and like we talked about it and now I know that that was like another autism thing like I just I couldn't stand having that on my hands it just was so gross feeling and just so ugh, I just cannot um and then touch on like a different level like I don't mind people touching me but sometimes I'm just not in the mood to be touched um sometimes light touch bugs me not always it's hard to tell when touch bugs me and when it doesn't but I know that like constant touch like rubbing or like um anything like that in one spot starts to get really annoying to me after a while and I get like just like frustrated and irritated feeling and it starts to like hurt me I don't know I don't like that um another thing is like nonverbal cues um I don't really remember struggling with this when I was younger I started struggling with it as I started to get older and I thought it was my social anxiety now in my 20s but I I think it's just me being on the spectrum I I don't really know I don't know this is what I've kind of battled with trying to figure out but I think I have a hard time with some cues and like knowing kind of where I stand with people and how they feel about what I'm saying or doing um <clears throat> I feel like I'm being judged but I think that's again me just being anxious people are probably more worried about what they're doing than what I'm doing but yeah so I feel like that can be really hard for me I I don't know and I've always tried to just conform I think and see if my outcome from how people react to me would be different but I don't know I just especially at work I feel like sometimes I can't read the way that the teachers that I work with are feeling about me or whatever um and a tangent from that eye contact I do not like eye contact please do not look me in the eyes for too long short bursts of eye contact are okay but for example, the teacher that I work with likes to just look me in the eye for a little bit too long and I get uncomfortable, but I look her in the eye because that's what's respectful in a job and I feel like she would think I'm weird if I don't. So again, wearing my mask. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like eye contact with people I'm comfortable with is okay. I'm pretty good at that. Like, family, good friends, things like that. Um, boundaries. Um, I feel like sometimes I perceive friendships and relationships 
as being bigger or closer than they are or I come on too strong and then people are like whoa there and they back off and then they think I'm weird and then they're gone (laughs) I don't know I feel like I've lost a lot of people that way um and then what else I wanted to say I guess um echolalia is a thing with people on the spectrum I didn't really struggle with this like this wasn't something that like my parents or anyone would ever notice and I don't know if what I'm going to say is like really my autism but I feel like I echo a lot of things in my brain to myself I'll say the same thing over and over again something I hear or something like that it's not like I say it though I don't echo it out loud in my head I do but sometimes I do say things multiple times out loud but not enough for people to be like hmm that's kind of weird red flag Not that it should be called the red flag, because there's nothing wrong with being autistic. We are all just different, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I also like to make a lot of weird noises, which was actually one of the questions on the questionnaire, I think, for... I thought it was autism, but it could have been ADHD. But this is something that I do. Loud, high-pitched, weird noises, like just being goofy like that. And sometimes I get stuck, again, in making those noises, and I I get, like, I repeat them. And I don't really try. It's just, like, happens. Um, so yeah, that's something. Um, I feel like my addictive personality that I have, again, comes from my impulsivity, which goes back to the executive dysfunction that I was talking about, um, at the beginning of this. Um, so that is another thing that I am always mindful of because I feel like I get stuck on things. Um, which again might be part of like routines, um, people on the spectrum like their routines, um, and they like to do things the same a lot of times, I like to eat a lot of the same foods, um, I like to do a lot of the same thing over and over and then I get sick of it and I switch to something new with foods, activities, all that kind of stuff, um, and then I guess... Another thing is hyper empathy. Like I'm super empathetic and it's kind of painful sometimes. And a lot of people think that people on the spectrum don't have empathy and that is incorrect. I am so empathetic. It's like a toxic empathy. I feel like sometimes like I need to just step back and remind myself that I can't hurt myself in that way to be overly empathetic for people. Um, I feel like I've covered a lot of what I wanted to cover. I know there's a few other things. Um, oh, um, stimming is another one that I never really noticed and no one would have noticed before. But I do do a lot of stuff. I guess not a lot of stuff. Sorry. Um, let me start over. I do stim now. I play with a strand on my hair that's really soft. It's often like one strand that's really soft or it's really soft up by my ponytail. And I will sit and like rub my hands over that over and over and over again unconsciously all the time whenever my hair's in a ponytail. My hair's always up. But if it's in a bun, I don't do this just because I can't get to the, the soft spot that I like. Um... And sometimes I like rub my that strand of hair between my lips um, or over my lips and like it just looks so weird and I just 
my dad sometimes says stuff about it <laughs> and just like it's so funny but like really I think I'm just stimming like it feels good and it's like a, it's regulating me I don't know um so that's something um stimming should be allowed people stim in a lot of different ways that are seemingly to neurotypical people to be wrong or like I don't know like if someone was going around flapping their arms or something in a store people would stare and be like hmm that person's weird but like really we need to just understand that stimming is okay and that's how some people like regulate and that's how they what happens when they're excited or when they feel emotions or I don't really know um so yeah just be aware that like that's something and that's that's how people are and they can't help it um another thing is I feel like I have a lot of digestion issues and I know a lot of people on the spectrum have irritable bowel syndrome um I have not been diagnosed with this I have no idea but I do feel like I have some kind of digestion issues like I'm a little bit sensitive um OCD anxiety um I do struggle with binge eating. Um, I know that um, EDs are very prominent um, in those with autism as well as the anxiety too. Um, so I definitely feel a lot of that. And as I've come to know I'm on the spectrum, I think a lot of the OCD and anxiety in my past, I mean, I do think, I do agree that I have generalized anxiety disorder and probably OCD, but I feel like maybe a lot of it stems from my autism. That might be how my traits play out and like I don't know they're comorbid a lot so I feel like it just makes a lot of sense um because it all just kind of ties in together when you really start to think about it um I feel like I get really irritable too um I don't always like to talk um I like to talk about myself or like my special interests um but sometimes someone talks to me and I'm just like, oh, why are you talking to me? Like, I just need to be alone. Um, oh, which brings up the point, actually, of needing space and alone time. Um, doing things alone. I enjoy doing things alone. But more importantly, I enjoy doing things on my time. I like to be the one driving. I like to be able to leave. I don't like people coming to my house because I want to be able to leave when I want. I don't want to be stuck with people in my house and then not be able to get alone until everything's over. Um, also, like I like to know when things are going to end. Like If I'm going to go to a holiday function or something, I, I like to know how long I'm going to be there. And I never really do. And then I sit there and then I don't know when the appropriate time to leave is because oftentimes now I drive myself as I've gotten to be an adult so that I can leave before my parents because I'm currently living with my parents and my sister. Um, and I'm like, is it appropriate for me to leave yet? Like, I just want to go. Sorry, I like had enough. Um, I'm bored. I don't really like small talk. Like, let's talk about something deep or like... I want to talk to my friends about stuff. I don't want to sit and say, like, how's the weather? How are you doing? I don't want to talk about all this, like, small stuff with people. I just don't. And I don't want to see all these people in my family that I hardly know. I see once a year. I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. I hardly know you. Like, I just get so much anxiety. Um, yeah, that was, it's just a struggle. Um, I would say... 
that another thing that I used to deal with, which I forgot about when talking about sensory stuff, which revolves more around noise, I on and off struggle with noise. Um, when I was younger, I had a lot of periods where I didn't like noise. Like, I didn't like fireworks for a long time. And then I think I started liking them. Um, and, like, just a lot of that kind of back and forth with things. Um, when I was really young, I didn't like the toilets flushing at school freaked me out when I was sitting there. I don't know if that was really a noise thing or what, or if I just didn't like the feeling. I don't really know. It's just the way I was. Um, I would say that I don't always regulate very well. Um, I, I do have meltdowns, not gonna lie. I used to be really ashamed of it um, before I knew that I was on the autism spectrum, because I'm like, people would just don't understand they're like why are you acting that way it's not that big of a deal or oh that's just life um and especially when I was like about a year ago a little less than a year ago like a little before I got my diagnosis like I was melting down all the time I could not regulate my emotions and I was just really struggling and I was shutting down to doing like the opposite where I just couldn't talk I couldn't speak I would just sit there stuck in my thoughts and like wanted to say something but just couldn't um yeah meltdowns are a big thing um my meds have helped I I take a lot of different meds that have helped my symptoms which meltdowns has been one of the symptoms of mine that has decreased exponentially um so yeah, I think my antidepressant is actually what helped that. So that was great. Um, and yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I maybe had a couple other things that I wanted to, to touch on. Um, so let's just see here. I want to make sure. Um, overthinking. I guess I kind of already talked with that about getting stuck on things like OCD. But I have a lot of, like, obsessions and compulsions. Like, I get obsessed with certain things for, like, pretty... Sh- I, I don't know. I go through spurts of, like, short periods of times. But also obsessions to the point of, like, being special interests. Like, overly obsessed. Sometimes, like, that's all I want to think about. Or maybe not all I want to think about. A lot of mine aren't that in- intense, excuse me. But... Like, in my free time, like, when I'm done with work, that's all I want to think about. Or, like, for a while, crystals. Even at work, I just, everything I wanted to think about was crystals. And that's when I started selling crystals on Mercari, which is another thing that I do. Um, You can check me out at Zazie's Crystals and Art. Although, I don't think you can search people on there. But, if you're looking for some crystals, you can search on Mercari and you might come across me. Um, but yeah, I would just go to work and all I could think about was that and I would, on my breaks, I would look at crystals on there and I was buying crystals and then I would get home and I would look at my crystals and I organized them and I would take pictures of things I was selling and it was like just consuming my thoughts. It's gotten a little better. My collection is still growing quite a bit and I do spend quite a bit of time reorganizing them and lining them up and moving them around and I know that lining things up is another things, um, another autism symptom. I was going to say anxiety. That's not what I meant. Um, there's a lot of times they see it in kids that they want to line things up. And I feel like maybe that's kind of like what I like to do. 
when I'm around my crystals. I don't know. Um, and yeah, I think that I'm just gonna say that that was a pretty good, um, overview of what autism looks like in me, like my presentation, which is a more uncommon, atypical presentation of autism. Um, but saying uncommon, I feel like doesn't really mean uncommon. I, I think there are a lot of us out there who are undiagnosed, looked over, feeling different, not knowing why, or maybe suspecting why, but to being too afraid to say anything, or suspecting why and not getting themselves diagnosed formally, which I do think is important to do at some point because it's making it more known that autism is a bigger spectrum than maybe we thought. Um, And that just kind of advocates for neurodivergence and the all the differences that we have. Um, But I think that, like I was saying, there's just, there's a lot more of us than we think. We just don't have the numbers out there. People think of the stereotypical autism presentations, and if you don't fit it, you can't be autistic. And again, a lot of times people get rejected even from professionals, like narrow-minded professionals in the mental health field. It's just messed up. I personally have not had this experience, which I think I've shared super briefly before, but I, it blows my mind that people can just be blown off that much. Keep in mind, I'm also going to school to be a therapist, so I know how to be a better therapist than those therapists and those mental health professionals that are treating these poor people like this, but I just can't imagine what it would be like to feel this way and then to go to try and get diagnosed and you're told, no, you are not, but you know that you are and you know that they're just not seeing it and they're not accepting you for how you are because they expect you to be a certain way and you do not meet that boxed in perspective of what autism looks like. And I would say this happens especially with females, because supposedly we present our autism quite a bit differently than, than males, but I don't know. I, I think that there's just so much neurodivergence in the world, and I think that there's probably more levels or like diagnoses we can make out of it that can make this more helpful for people, um especially with like the functioning labels and like even there's level one, two, three in the autism diagnosis. I'm level one, but like support needs aren't really based off of like, I've seen people who are level one like me that need quite a bit more support in different areas. And I might need just more like emotional support. So it's like, I don't know, we should all just be considered autistic. We don't have to have some sort of developmental delay or any other cognitive issues as far as like, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. But basically my point is that I want all autistics to be treated the same in the sense that we're all autistic. And 
We shouldn't be treated the same as far as accommodations, however. Everyone should have the accommodations that they need. Let us be how we are. Give us the accommodations we need. Don't try and fix us. We don't need to be fixed. So, with that being said, these are some of the symptoms of my autism that I wanted to share since I have recently discovered being autistic. I have really dug in and found out a lot of things about myself and really found all of these different ways, these different traits that I have that match this diagnosis. I'm not going to lie, a lot of times I was finding these traits because I wasn't believing in my diagnosis, which I talked about in my last episode. So if you're interested in that, you can go check it out. My episode about feeling like an imposter, not feeling autistic enough. So... Yeah, that's that's where a lot of my self-discovery came from, which is really sad because I I shouldn't have to feel that way. And that's another reason why we need to shed more light on this topic of the more uncommon presentations of autism. So, I think that's all that I have for you guys. So, I'm going to wrap it up here, and I I hope to see you guys next time on Authentically Autistic. <laughs>